the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon, everybody. I am Pastor Scott Furrow, and welcome to Southern California Live. It is great to be with you once again on this fine afternoon and a wonderful day. Wonderful day to be alive and know Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus and you're listening, and I know many of you are, it is a wonderful day to investigate who Jesus is and really ask that question. I hope that you can do that today. We're going to talk about wisdom a little bit this hour, and I'd love to have your phone calls if you want to call in at 1-888-1888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557 is the number if you want to be a part of the program today. I'm going to be with you today uh, for the next hour and then tomorrow and Friday, so we got a lot of good things coming and it's great to be a part of your day, and I hope that we can be helpful to each other and helpful in pointing each other to the Lord in all of the things that are going on in our lives. And uh, so get your coffee, get your refill. It is National Coffee Day, and apparently Friday is International Coffee Day. Did you know that? I don't know why there's two different days, but in America, we've got National Coffee Day, another phony baloney holiday, but it's one of these, you know, coffee day. I'll take it, and I like it. And then International Coffee Day is on Friday. Uh, And coffee is an international drink. Did you know that? Just about anywhere. They grow it and you can drink it just about anywhere. It's truly international. And we throw that word around a little bit. I mean, is, is the IHOP actually international? I mean, really, does anybody in Paris ever say, pardonnez-moi, où est la maison de pancake internationale? No, I don't think they're saying that. But coffee is the international drink. So get your coffee, refuel for the rest of your drive or your afternoon, uh, unless it's keeping you up. You know, I guess you can go for some decaf or just something else to enjoy the rest of the the afternoon here. Uh, the Dodgers are still hanging in there, by the way. Padres are out. Padres were eliminated this weekend. San Diego Padres, I, was, I didn't see that coming a couple months ago. I keep encouraging San Diego fans, nope, better team, they're doing fine. But they started yelling at each other. And I guess that's it till next year. But the Dodgers are hanging in there. Can you believe the Dodgers may not win the division and they're going to win 103 or four games probably? Uh, I'm not giving up yet, but they're two games behind with just a few. Uh, and it hurts my soul that it's the Giants. So, you know, we'll, we don't need to talk about that. But uh, that I know that many of you are on that page. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Wisdom. Do you have wisdom? When I'm looking at the news today, what do you feel about the news today? In San Diego, San Diego joined Los Angeles today, San Diego Unified School District, in requiring that all kids uh, who are eligible are going to need to be vaccinated or they can't go to school. Um, and we are seeing these kinds of uh, rules. It's not, you know, there's a lot of things you have to be vaccinated about already and not go to school. But this is just extra controversial, uh, as you know. We're also looking at controversies going on nationally. Uh, the national debt, $3.5 trillion bill that uh, they're trying to get passed. I remember when uh, President Obama wanted to do his stimulus bill, and it was 800 and some million dollars. And at the time, it was the biggest bill ever proposed. And uh, they passed it. Did you know that uh, during the Bush administration, George W. Bush administration, the national debt 
doubled during those eight years. It went from five to 10. And then during the Obama administration, it went from 10 to 20. In one term of uh, Donald Trump's administration from uh, 20 to almost 30, and we're on track to be at 40 at the end of uh, these four years, um, that's incredible. And it's not a good thing. $30 trillion, that's our debt. You know why you can't, you can't put your brain around that? Here's a statistic for you. You ready? If you were to spend $38 million, what would you do with $38 million? I don't even know where I would start. You know, I suppose I would put my cell phone on auto pay if I had $38 million. I'm not sure that I would do that with my water bill because uh, it may not cover it. But $38 million, if you had $38 million to spend every day, what would you do? And that's a fun conversation. I like to think about it. But $38 million every day, if you had $38 million and you spent it every day since the birth of Christ 2,000 years ago, from the time of Caesar Augustus in the Roman Empire, 2,000, or 20, 2000 years ago, and you spent $38 million a day, you still will not have spent the $30 trillion national debt. That's how huge that number is. We can't even put our brains around it. Is it wise what we are doing? Not is it the right thing to do? Is it the wrong thing to do? Is it the left or right thing to do? Is it the wise thing to do? You know, that's a big question when it comes to the, the schools and vaccines and restricting people, uh, mandating those things. You know, there's a question, is it the right thing to do? Is it the wrong thing to do? Is it the right thing for me? Is it the wrong thing for me? All those questions. But maybe the better question is, is it the wise thing to do? Somebody wrote a book, I think it was Louis Giglio a long time ago, who said, uh, and I might, be, I might be saying it's the wrong author, could have been somebody else. And they said, it's life's greatest question. What is the wise thing to do? And it's a better question than what is right, a better question than what is moral, what is ethical, what is legal, what is the wise thing to do? Kind of narrows down the choices, right, when we talk about wisdom. What is the wise thing to do? You know, the scriptures talk a lot about wisdom. It's a big part of the, the Bible, and it's a big part of what we are called to be like, of who we are actually called to be wise. 888 talks is the number here, 888-528-2557. When the Titanic sank, you know, people said it was unsinkable, and that was obviously not true. It's an iron ship, and iron, when it hits an iceberg and develops a hole, it is going to sink. That's going to happen. And it was, there was a whole list of things that they did when that ship sunk that were unwise. Uh, not necessarily wrong, right? People, they had an argument about whether or not they should go too fast to try to get to New York a day before they were expected. Is that wrong? Is that illegal? Is it immoral? You know, you could probably argue both sides. But when you say, is it wise? Well, the answer is no. And they suffered because they were not wise, because the captain decided to ignore plain and simple rules for driving a ship through the North Atlantic. Most of the time, he would have made it. Most of the time, it's no problem. Most of the time, the weather conditions and sea conditions would have been there so that they would have seen the iceberg in plenty of time to turn all kinds of things. 1,500 people died because uh, they didn't have the wisdom to take a look at what they should do, and they didn't have the wisdom to have enough lifeboats. And also because they didn't seem to think that the rules applied to them. Even God couldn't sink that ship, they used to say. Do you ever look at God and think God wouldn't do that or this wouldn't be God's 
God's plan. It's very unwise to do that. We live in a pluralistic society today. We argue about morality, what we shouldn't do or what should or shouldn't be legal. And those are important conversations to have. It's harder today. And, you know, one of the reasons that it's harder today is because ancient societies uh, in the old days, they had a better consensus about morality. Did you know that? And it's because people died sooner than they do now. Not to be morbid in this afternoon, okay, but there weren't pharmaceuticals back then. There weren't vaccines. There was no sort of, uh, you know, really effective way of uh, preventing disease or treating disease or even dealing with injuries. And what would happen is people would make bad moral choices, and they had very fast consequences back in the day. So uh, those kinds of things people had a better grip on in the old days. I was reading recently that uh, the average lifespan at the turn of the century in 1900 was 42 so you just weren't going to be around that long. Uh, people had better moral standards, you know, and I don't just mean Christian people or religious people, but people in general. There was just a, a sense. Uh, but the thing is about this, and the thing is about questioning legal things and ethical things and all of that, is it doesn't always address the situations that we face in life, okay? You, there are some rules to life. There are definitely good advice and bad advice. Um, but sometimes those things don't face the majority of what you face in life, right? If you are going to make it through life, you have to have something else, something we don't talk about as much. In our society today, we look so often to science and we look to facts to show us the right way to live. And maybe we live according to the percentages, right? Where many of you are making decisions about your health or about other things based upon the percentage, you know, investments, other things like that. Religious communities look to morality for how to live. But one of the biggest things we need is not actually the same thing, as important as those things are. We need something we don't really talk about very much in our society, and it's wisdom. We're sorely lacking in it. Watch these hearings that are going on in, in Washington. And any set of hearings, just pick your subject. And if you really sit down and you watch it, you go, we are lacking in wisdom. We, you know, I don't, you, there's people on the left and people on the right and people pick their sides, but we're really lacking in that. And the truth is, is that you can have all of the moral or scientific knowledge in the world, but you're going to make a mess of your life if you don't have wisdom. And you can get your life back on the right track as soon as you have wisdom. And I'm telling you this because one of the things that we are called to do as believers is to be disciple makers. And with all the things that we're seeing in the news that are so controversial, many of them, they just get us pretty uptight, you know, and pretty frustrated. And many of us, even at church, we're, we're rallying against these things or we're for these or whatever side you might be on. Where's the wisdom conversation? We have a book in the Bible, and it's called Proverbs. You ever read this book, Proverbs? It's a great book. Uh, and this book, it talks about wisdom. It's called the wisdom books, if you ever get into it, the wisdom books. And the book of Proverbs tells us an awful lot about how to live life. And it begins this way, Proverbs chapter 1. It says, The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction and prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young, let the wise listen and add to their learning. Let the discerning get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables, sayings and riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. 
I mean, those seven verses right there, don't they describe so much of where we are, where we are in our world today? This matters. I want to talk about this for a little bit, and I'd like to get your input if you want to call. It's 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Where does wisdom fit into your life? Or maybe where do you need wisdom? What is something that you're dealing with in your life where you need wisdom? Maybe wisdom with your family, maybe wisdom with the issues of the vaccines or other medications or uh, just how to approach the different things in life. Maybe you have your own debt. We're talking about the national debt. Uh, We shouldn't really expect the Congress to not put us into debt because they represent us, and most of us are putting ourselves in a tremendous debt to Visa and MasterCard. And I guess as representatives, they have the same philosophy. Uh, Spend money you don't have. How do we get out of that? What do we do? What you have in the book of Proverbs is a roadmap for life. What you have, really you have that all the way through the scripture. If you ever read this book, it's not a book that lends itself to going verse by verse, at least not all the way through. The first few chapters kind of do that. But as you get through, it just gives you these little pithy statements about how to live life. And I think it's harder to go through this today because if you read through this book, you're going to get all these different Proverbs about how to live life. And some of them you're going to read and you're going to go, Yea, unto God, I am doing fine in this area. But then the next verse you're going to read, and it's going to just hit you right in the heart, and you're going to say, oh, i got to work on that. And we also live in a, in a culture where we don't like to really examine ourselves. We'd much rather put somebody else down. We would much rather make sure that somebody else is the bigger idiot, and so we spend all of our time doing that. Uh, you know, An example of how it's changed. I used to go to college campuses, and I would do a series on Proverbs. And I would call it 50 Reasons Why People Don't Like You. And people thought it was hilarious. College students thought this was hilarious. And we would go in and we would read stuff about money, about relationships, about, about your attitude, about so many different things with the Proverbs. And people would laugh and we'd have a good time. But over the course of time, somewhere around the turn of this century, around 2003, 4, 5, I'd go to a college campus and I would do that and everybody's offended now. You can't, I can't even call it that anymore, 50 reasons why people don't like you. It used to be funny, not funny today. People can't take it. And our society has changed. And as you know, a preacher and Bible teacher, you know, I don't need to call it that. That was a silly thing to do for college students. Uh, today it doesn't work at all. What do you mean people don't like me? What do you mean? You know, it's, a, it's a scary thing. What do we do? And in a world today where we're called as believers to make disciples to the people that God has placed in our life, The choices that we make matter. They're an apologetic. They are the way we live our life has an impact on how the gospel is understood, on how we're able to tell people about the reason for the hope we have. Nobody expects you to be perfect at all. Uh, People do have a need for us to be humble about it, and people do have a need for us to actually talk about these things from a wise way. When you're thinking about the issues of the day, Where do you need wisdom? What are the areas in your life where you're going, I just don't know what to do here? 1-888-52-TALKS is our phone number here, 1-888-52-TALKS, 1-888-528-2557. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow. You're listening to Southern California Live on KKLA. It's good to be with you again today. So wisdom, let's talk about that a little bit. In Proverbs chapter 8, it says, Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? At the highest point along the way, where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Beside the gate leading into the city, 
At the entrance, she cries aloud. To you, O people, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. Are you a simple person? Would you describe yourself that way? Probably not. But here the Lord is like speaking right to you, to you and me, right? You who are simple. I think we're all more simple than we say. And what's the promise? You can gain prudence. You who are foolish, probably harder to call yourself foolish, but sometimes we really need to do that, right? You can set your hearts on it. Set your hearts on wisdom. It will help you. Listen, for I have trustworthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. My mouth speaks what is true, for my lips detest wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just. None of them is crooked or perverse. To the discerning, all of them are right. To the upright, uh, they are upright to those who have found knowledge. Choose my instruction instead of silver, knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. You have here a personification of wisdom. And that personification is Jesus. He's wisdom. And we seek him with our life. You know, if Jesus could come to your church and go walk down the center aisle, if you have a center aisle, or along the side, get a chair, go sit on the stage, and you could ask him about all the issues of the day, and he could give you the exact right answer. What is the correct way we should approach immigration? What is the correct way we should approach COVID-19? What is the correct thought about vaccines? What is the correct thought about national debt, about personal debt, about how to raise our kids, about how to take care of animals, how to take care of the environment? What's the deal with global warming? If he could answer all of those things for you, do you know what would be interesting? Is that you would be better educated, but you would be no further along at making disciples than you were before he got there. See, one of the things that we have to think about, especially when we're dealing with controversial things, is how do the people who are closest to us hear us in light of the gospel? It matters so greatly, and wisdom is the path to that. Wisdom is the way to be this person. You don't have to be smart or educated like this Proverbs right here says. You can be simple, you can be the fool, and yet you can trust the wisdom that we get from our Lord Jesus. You can get you can trust the wisdom that is in the Scripture. But in order to do that, you've got to get in the Scripture, and you've got to get in to prayer. And then you've got to be the person who actually makes decisions and does things. It's another thing for us in the, in the Christian community that we don't spend enough time doing stuff. We're really good at complaining about things and, and describing the problem. But what's the next? What is the next step? What is the next thing we can do? Wisdom, it tells us, is infinitely more important than all the wealth in the world. It's far more important to grow and flourish in wisdom than anything else. And having wealth or fame or education or whatever else you seek is nowhere near as important as having this wisdom. Lots of people have talent. Lots of people have intellect. Lots of people have an education. They have fame, wealth, beauty. But they go nowhere or their lives have unraveled just the same. Johnny Carson used to say this about wealth. He said, the only thing about having wealth means is I don't have to worry about where my next meal is coming from. He was a super wealthy man. Turned out, we didn't know until after he died, he was a very generous man, super generous. I didn't know if you knew that. But that was his opinion about all the wealth and the fame that he had is that only, it only means I know where my next meal is coming from. I don't have to worry about that. See, wisdom is so much more than that. So I want to talk about that today. And... Uh, I want to take your calls, too. If you have a question about wisdom or you're seeking wisdom or a comment to make, 
The number is one eight 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 fifty two talks one eight 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 five two eight two five five seven, and uh, we're going to talk about wisdom. I think it's so important for you and me to have. In fact, the the things in my life where I've made the biggest mistake, where I have just done the dumbest thing, I can always turn back and say, "Hey, here was a point where I wasn't wise." The great thing about wisdom too is wisdom tells me also to look for grace, to to know that I am the Lord's and that he has forgiven me and that we can laugh at my stupidity. And he is still uh, the one who is my king, he is my savior and grace. And it's the same that's true for you. one 888 talks one 888 We'll get to your call right after this break. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow, and uh, I'll be back here in just a few moments. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live, and it's good to be with you again. We're talking about wisdom in this segment. The number is 888-52-TALKS, T-A-L-K-S. That's 888-528-2557. Give me a call if you've got a question about wisdom or a response to what we're talking about or uh, just some thoughts about the subject of wisdom. And we've been talking about the Proverbs and how that is telling us about wisdom. Let me take a call right now. Let's go to Brock in Long Beach. Uh, Brock, good to have you on the Southern California Live program. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing well, and thank you for having me on, and I was enjoying your um, program before I called in. Uh, I wasn't able to keep listening to it, but um, one thing about wisdom that I want to be an encouragement, you know, to stir up people who love good works is for the believer, um, we have access to wisdom. You know, James reminds us of that. And Jesus told us that those who listen and hear him are wise, right? They hear and do what he says. Yes. So in, in that same way, I just, um, my opinion is that with mindsets that I've had in my own past and still working through, um, with scarcity and um, kind of just things I grew up with is witnessing, you know, how family interacts with money and then also reasons why to purchase this or do this. And a lot of times it's um, reactive and not always proactive. So with the, um, you know, the concept of sowing and reaping, I was just thinking that, um, as a, a family, the church being the church could at least help, you know what I mean, and help one another. Yes. Um, and in that, that's seeking first the kingdom, you know, and, and there will be a, a provision. Um, yeah, you started off by saying how you want to be an encouragement, and that is one of the primary roles of the church, that we encourage each other, and we encourage each other with wisdom in all of these areas, right? Amen. Yeah, there we are. Thank you for your call, uh, Brock, very much. Thank you for listening, and glad you liked the program. And he, he referenced James, James chapter 1, verse 5. I mean, this is one of the greatest, you know, there's every, for me, I think anything I'm reading is the greatest book ever, right, in the Bible. But and whatever I'm preaching through is probably my favorite book. But James chapter 1, verse 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. 
You know, wisdom is this thing that is a gift for any person, all, give to all, not give generously to people who he likes, not given to people who, you know, seem to please him more than others, but he gives generously to all without finding fault. Wherever you find yourself right now, if you need wisdom, you can go to the Lord and it'll be given to you. Such a powerful thing. 888-52-TALKS is the number, 888-528-2557. We're talking about wisdom here on KKLA and KPRZ. Donald from Whittier, uh, thank you for calling the Southern California Live program. Donald, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, hello? Yes, hi, Donald. Okay, yeah. Um, so my, my name is uh, Donald. I'm 31 years old. And um, I'm just kind of calling because I know you're mentioning wisdom and, like, the importance of having it in one's life. And um, I just kind of wanted to, like, uh, share, like, a little bit about myself and, um, like, about my testimony a little bit. And then also, like, um, say the importance of, like, having, like, a, like a good male role model in your life or, or, or just parents in your life and just speaking on the importance of that role. Yeah. How has that happened to you as far as wisdom is concerned? Tell us about that. What's the wisdom of having that? Um, okay. Um, so as far as that is concerned, um, you know, so growing up for me, um, I grew up in like Los Angeles. Um, I also went through like the LA foster care system Mm. and, uh, you know, glory to God, like, you know, graduating high school, but just barely graduating high school, you know, kind of getting into gangs and getting out of gangs and, um, you know, um, having a father who had passed away at like three years old from, um, a drug, you know, a drug overdose, mm-hmm. um, just, just going through a lot of things, you know, and kind of not really knowing exactly what to do growing up. I guess I could say like a lot of times I got my wisdom from, um, from going to church. There was somebody in my life, like my aunt who would take me to church at a young age. So I, I knew the difference between right and wrong, but then also like, um, you know, just kind of growing up, I really didn't know what I was doing, and a lot of things I, I learned them myself. And although, like you hear, not to do them, I was just kind of one of those types that I have to make that mistake in order to learn. Right, um, I understand that. And it's just it just hurts me because what I got to say is basically, uh, I just wish that I didn't have to go through those things that I did um, to suffer as much as I as I greatly did. You know? Yeah. Um, I thank God for what I've been through right now because it's made me a stronger person um but you know it just you know it hurts you know what i mean like it, it, it sure. just hurts like I, I don't i don't know the right way i guess i guess that um i don't know the right proper solution to it all because i'm still learning yeah but what i can say is that um having a mom and a dad um is really important but it, for those moms and dads out there listening to be the right mom and dad, you know, not to don't negligent, don't, don't give negligence to your children, you know, love them and, and bring them up the right way that it says that the word of God says, you know, train them in the right way and then train them at the right way as a child. And when they grow older, they will not depart from it, you know? Yeah. Um, Donald, that's uh... still every, yeah, still every day is uh, hard for me. But yeah. I'm still learning and I'm still going through it. And for those who are like me, who don't have a father figure in their life, um, honestly, our father, God, you can call him dad, you know, Yahweh, That's right. you know, our, our, his Hebrew name, you know, our, our God, 
he is our dad. He is, yep. he is father to the fatherless. And there's been times where I've been mad at him, and I knew to read the Bible in my heart, but I kept it closed. And when I did those things, I sunk down even more. And But through the darkness, when I came back, I opened up his word, and it was a shining light to me, like a father saying to his child, hey, this is the right way you should have did this entire time, you know? Yes. And, uh, um, Donald, yeah, I, I, I appreciate I appreciate that story, Donald. Thank you uh, very much for calling. I'd like to pray for you. And I want to say this, Donald, you are a wise man. You have really shared what, the, what this is about. You know, the thing is about biblical wisdom, when you hear from Jesus, is it's sort of different than what the, the culture thinks sometimes. We, if you want to be strong, you've got to become weak. If you want to be rich, you have to become poor, the scriptures say. If you want to be wise, then you have to see yourself as foolish so that a person might be wise. If you want to be great, you've got to humble yourself. If you want to be beautiful, you've got to go inside to see what God sees and not other people. All those things are God's way of wisdom, and you have described how you have discovered that, uh, even though you've had a difficult time without uh, uh, in the foster program and other stuff. Uh, and I thank you for that. Let me pray for you real quick, all right? God, I thank, yes, you for, yes, for, I thank you for Donald and what you have been doing in his life and how— uh, just from the time as a little kid, he has um, just had some things not go the way they should go, and yet he calls us today. He's 31. He knows you. He is learning. He has got the wisdom that you have given him. I pray that you would strengthen him, that you would give him more wisdom. I thank you for his testimony that he is calling you Father and that he so deeply knows what that means. I pray that we all would understand that. In Jesus' name, amen. Donald, thank you for your call very, very much. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. The number here is 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. And this is the Southern California Live program. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow, and we're taking your calls about wisdom. We have Michael from Panorama City on the line. Michael, thank you for calling. Hi, Michael. How are you today? Oh, hi. Fine, thank you. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing You're great. Doing a good job. Well, thank okay, you. Thank great. you very much. You. You're doing a great job as a caller, yeah. too. Thank you. All right. Yeah, well, um, yeah I just wanted to um, share a scripture. Actually, while I was waiting, I came across another one. So if I'll just I'll be quick. The um, Proverbs, and as you mentioned, Proverbs, it's one of my favorite books. One thing I've done for many years, I've tried to, most months, not every single one, I would read a book of Proverbs, like a devotional, since it's 31, so every day I would read one, so it's uh, been a blessing to me. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the verses, that um, chapter 16, verse 16, says easy, Proverbs 16, 16, it says, How much better to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. And then, and then the other one that I was that I came across while I was waiting online is Proverbs nine ten. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. One of my favorite verse verse in the Bible because it shows that, as you mentioned, wisdom it begins with God. We no matter what we could go to all the universities in the world. If we don't go to God, we won't get the wisdom that we need. So and so, God is where wisdom starts, and and also what's very curious, like in the case of Solomon, 
when you get wisdom, the wealth, the prosperity, and everything else come with it. So start with God, start with His wisdom, and like the Bible said, everything else would come with it. God bless That's... you. Keep up the great work. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Michael, for calling. You're exactly right. You know, Proverbs uh, 8, 10, choose my instruction, the Lord's instruction, wisdom's instruction, instead of silver, knowledge rather than choice gold, for wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. When you grasp that, and you see that wisdom is more valuable than than the money or anything else you might desire, the interesting thing is the things that you need to do God's will, to do God's work, to be who you're called to be in this life, they come to you, just like Michael said, when you've got the wisdom of the Lord. This is the Southern California Live program. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow. We're taking your calls about wisdom, one 888 talks one 888 I'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow. This is... Southern California Live right here on KKLA and KPRZ, and we have been talking about wisdom this hour, and I've appreciated your phone calls, and part of what we want to do is encourage each other with wisdom and be seeking this out. It matters so greatly that we are wise because there are so many things that we are dealing with today where we're trying to find what is right or wrong or what is scientifically accurate or not scientifically accurate, and how do we make decisions on one thing or another. Um, What's the best way to do that, especially when lots of the things that we actually decide in our life are not things that necessarily we're just going to go find a specific answer to one way or the other. A lot of the decisions where wisdom comes into play are decisions we make every day. Should I take this job or not? Should I marry this person that I'm dating or do I need to break up with them? Do I uh, go to this school or do I major in this? You know, do those kinds of things. How do you make those decisions? How do you go through life uh, in this way? The number is 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. And as we've been talking about this, uh, many Proverbs and different things have have come up. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 6, tells us something that's so crucial about this. Get This is verse 5. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. You know, these things are written in Scripture in a way that is poetry. And you can read this as the poetry, and it helps you memorize it. That's a lot of the reason that it was written this way. Probably, probably most likely, in fact, I think certainly, The book of Proverbs was a book that was a textbook, basically, about life, about how to live your life. It continues, cherish her and she will exalt you. Embrace her and she will honor you. She will give you a garland to grace your head and present you with a glorious crown. This is a a father telling this to a son. And one of the things that you see here is this personification of wisdom all the way through, that it's not just, you know, a statement to learn to live by, not just something that you memorize, and hopefully it helps inform your decisions. And the thing is, is that there's not one proverb that gives you the entire picture about the subject that you might be going through. You have to look at them all and connect the ones that are similar. One of the things about church that matters, and we're in this era where a lot of us are deciding maybe not to go to church, or maybe we don't have to go that often. 
um, because we can go online because maybe during the COVID and the shutdown, we realized I'm not really connected. Many of you realized I don't really believe this stuff. And I sort of just go because I always have. That's not necessarily a, that's a bad place to, to hang out, I think, eventually, but it's a good place to be if that's truly where you are, because part of wisdom is being able to identify where you, what you really believe about things. What you see in this, and something that is a powerful part of Scripture, and why we need to be in it, why we need to be in church. You know, one of the things about this is it's meant to be studied in community with other believers. Um, yes, from sermons and also from songs and, and music that is biblically based, but also in conversation to help iron sharpen iron, to help build each other up from other people who are also in the Bible. That's one of the great reasons that you should be back in church if you haven't made it back yet, that we need to be in community to support and encourage each other, to hear each other's stories, to help each other with wisdom. Uh, a wise person, the Proverbs tells us, is somebody who keeps great counsel, the counsel of many wise people. It matters. But there's an interesting point to these passages, that wisdom is personified. It's This means when you've got a, a quality of something, wisdom, and you turn it into a person. It's a great literary device, okay? And especially uh, when you look at it in this way. What if the scriptures here in Proverbs, but also James and other places where we've talked about wisdom today, what if the wisdom of God really is a person that isn't just a literary technique, but what if the wisdom of God really is a person that you could know and love, a person that you could cry out to, a person who is present with you, a person that if you got into a relationship with that person, it will make you wise. You'll become a wiser person. This is the amazing work of the Holy Spirit, putting Scripture together this way. Your Bibles are written over 1,500 years by 40 different people, and they all point to the same person, Jesus Christ. This matters so much. And you know what? In the context of people coming together and encouraging each other, something that you find that's interesting, too, about the Scriptures and when you study Jesus and the things he's talking about, he doesn't always just quote Scripture. He does, but he also refers to things that people in the culture would have understood. Sometimes it's a teaching of a particular rabbi that maybe Jesus sort of you know uh, responds to in a way, or he uh, says that really isn't right this way. Sometimes it's teachings like when I talk about Oikos that I talk about so often, the concept of Oikos being your household, and I like to say your Oikos is the 8 to 15 people that God has purposefully and providentially placed in your life, and this is a tactic that I use to help us make disciples. Who are those people in your Oikos? Jesus talks about Oikos all the time. And Oikos, though, the concept that it's your household, that it's the people in your relational world, that comes from Aristotle, and you see it actually all through the New Testament. It's something that the original hearers would have taken to to heart. They would have understood. There's an ancient Jewish writing that's not in the Scripture, but it says this. Uh, it says, turn unto me, you who are untaught. Why do you say you are lacking in these things, and why are your souls so thirsty? I say to you, find wisdom. Put your neck under the yoke, and let your souls receive instruction. It is to be found close by. See with your eyes that I have labored little and found much rest. Now think about that. Now think about how listeners... That was in you know sort of Jewish culture. It was a Jewish book. It wasn't part of the Torah or the teaching of the prophets, okay, but it was there's other writings out there. Jesus knows about this, of course. Can you imagine what his listeners would have thought when he said, 
Matthew 18, 28. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus came and he tells us, he told the people in the first century, and he's telling us through scripture today, I am wisdom. I am wisdom personified. All of us need wisdom today. Uh, This is the strangest time that we live in. Pastorally, I'm telling you, I've been in ministry 25 years. I grew up in a ministry home. My dad's a pastor. He's still a pastor out in Arizona, and he's been in ministry, it's got to be 60 years. I should find that out. There's probably some anniversary, right? All his life. I grew up in this home, right? I've been around ministry, and I've seen lots of ups and downs. I don't think I've seen so much confusion and so much uh, uncertainty about the world. But also at the same time, I don't think I've ever seen a better opportunity for the church to turn to wisdom and understand that it is Jesus Christ and understand that in this time where it's hard to know right from wrong sometimes, where it's hard to know what is ethical, what is the correct thing to do, a relationship with Christ will make you wise. And when you realize that when you live for Christ, something amazing happens. You're no longer exhausted with all of this. That's how so many people describe their feeling of this time. I feel this way sometimes. We're exhausted because of all this stuff. And yet Jesus tells us this amazing thing. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Proverbs 1.7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. When we go against what Jesus is saying, when we, you know, we say we believe in Jesus, but we don't really believe Jesus, we're not being very wise. I want to encourage you today, believe Jesus. You need to believe in Jesus, and if you're not there, I'd love to have that conversation with you. Okay, I'm Pastor Scott Furrow at the First Baptist Church of San Diego. You can connect with me that way. And you can call me on this program, one eight eight fifty two talks We're almost out of time for today. If you don't know who Jesus is and you're feeling exhausted, if you don't know who Jesus is and you think you've figured everything out, I promise you there's a time when you're not going to have that. Jesus has figured it out, and he's right about everything, and it won't exhaust you. Go to Christ, and we can help you with that. The pastor at your church can help you with that. The Christian person who you know goes to church who works in your office Go to them. They tell me about Jesus. And initially, they're going to freak out. Initially, they're going to go, blah, 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 maybe. But you'll be surprised at how much wisdom they have that the Lord will give them because Jesus is real. He truly is wisdom. And his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Do not be discouraged, but be encouraged during this time that God is working and he wants to do amazing things through you by his grace. Everybody, thank you for listening today. This is the Southern California Live program. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow, and uh, I will be back with you again tomorrow at 3 o'clock right here on KKLA and KPRZ. Also, uh, I want to encourage you to go to the websites for KKLA and KPRZ. It's kkla.com and KK or kprz.com. The podcast of this program is on there. If you missed any of it, you can download it. Lots of other information and things the stations are promoting. God bless you. Thank you for being with me today, and I'll be back again tomorrow. Have a great evening. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.